0: We're going to move into a time of the word, and I just, I just want you to, to, to go somewhere with me for a moment, all right? When you think of Christmas, all right, let's be real with this. Do you typically think about giving or receiving? You may not want to answer that out loud, or somebody might want to punch you, like a parent or something like that, okay? Do you typically think about giving or receiving? Now, you got to be real. Do you, do you love getting gifts? Just if you're with me, which means I am the same way. you like getting gifts? Anybody? What's wrong with you if you don't, okay? If you don't want them, thank you for honesty. If you don't want them, just send them my way. I'll take it, all right? I love getting gifts. I got to be real. I love it, especially when you don't know what it is, right? As a parent, you know how that changes. You know everything you get because you buy it for yourself, right? You know what I'm saying by that? But when you think about gifts, right, a lot of times you do love to receive, and you're real with that. You love to open it. I want to wrap it 14 times in one. I don't care. If it's this small, just wrap it, wrap it, wrap it, wrap it, wrap it, wrap it That's great because I want to open it up. I love it. But when I think about the Christmas season, two words as I've studied and I've been thinking here the last few weeks about this, uh, two words have penetrated my mind and my thinking and my thoughts and my heart as I've prayed. And they come out of a familiar verse that you've probably heard for years and years. For me, the first time I heard this verse um, and really, really remembered it uh, was from uh, what this little gospel bus thing that used to come around to our schools. When I was in Virginia, this little Bible bus had all these multicolored seats and fun little stuff in there. And it was really just a trailer on wheels that they would pull around. Okay, let's be real. It wasn't that glorious. All right. But I remember sitting in there. And I remember the teacher would be up front looking all precious and sweet. She's like, hello, boys and girls, kind of thing. You know what I'm talking It was like quintessential, you know? And I remember we used to talk about this verse, John 3.16, right? And you remember that growing up? It was like the trademark. This was the, the bottom line, you, John 3.16. And you could just quote it right now, maybe or maybe not. You may have never heard it before in your life, which is great, too, because new news is good news, Okay? But I remember, and as I was studying and rehashing the history of my life and thinking about what this meant to me, I was thinking about what it meant to us. And when you think about Christmas and you think about giving, you think about getting and all that stuff, two words just really penetrate my mind and my thinking. God gave. God gave. And this is where we're going to camp tonight for just a few moments. God gave. God gave. You can read along with me on your screen. Again, you don't have to read out loud in your mind because that could get really confusing really quick. All right. John 3.16 through 21. Did you know there's more than John 3.16? Did you know that in the there's the scriptures within verses, within chapters? It's big. We always want to make sure that you understand context. Because what people like to do in church is they'll take a scripture and they'll take it out of the context of the scripture. So all you're getting is what they want to say about it versus what it really says altogether, okay? So it's so key to understand the context, but also this person, John, he was the beloved. John the beloved is what he was known as, this guy that Jesus loved dearly. So what John wants to make sure you know is how much God loves you by sending his only begotten son. It wasn't about genealogies for John, that was Matthew. It wasn't about those. For him, he wanted to prove how much God loved you by doing the miraculous and doing all these great things that you could see today as you read it all together. But today, we're going to focus John three sixteen through 21. I'm going to read it. You can follow, and there's just a few things I want you to take home with you tonight. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And this just wrecks your mind from the beginning. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe in him stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly, that what he has done has been done through God. Now, that's a lot to take in, is it not? That wasn't just John three sixteen. There's some context to that that paints a broader picture, a bigger picture than that thought of before, where versus just God sent His only begotten Son. Who remember that? There's so much more to this, and what we want to do is glean a couple ideas, a couple thoughts, some takeaways that you can carry with you as you leave this evening. And hopefully your life will be changed by it. The first thing is this, and the context is John three sixteen. God gave this gift for you. Again, for God so love of the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever. I love that because it, it opens the playing field. Everybody is the same. Doesn't matter where you're from, what size shoe you wear, okay, what color your hair is. Doesn't matter any of that stuff. Whoever. Don't you love that? Equal opportunity, God. Isn't that fun? What a novel idea, right? We like to put him in a box the way that we think he should look and feel and touch and blah, blah, blah. We make God the way we want him. This is a whoever God. This is for all of you, okay? All of us. He gave this gift for you, his only son. I don't know about you guys, but again, got to be real, that whole receiving thing, right? You remember when you were a kid or some of you are currently teenagers or maybe even kids as well. You're not kids, you're teenagers, right? Come on props, okay? Um, you're not babies, you're teenagers. I'm not going to do that to you. You're young adults, right? You're young professionals, okay? We're all on the spectrum somewhere, right? But it doesn't matter. The feeling is the same. When you were younger, you guys remember this, when you'd walk in Christmas morning and you look under the tree and you'd see all the varying of sized gifts, right? You know what I'm talking about, right? I like it when, when they're so big they can't fit under the tree. Can I get some amen, some hallelujahs, some oh my, okay? I like it when that used to happen. It's hard to wrap up a bike. You ever tried that before? That's fun. You know what I have to do is be really sly about it, and I can't go into it. There's little ears listening. Okay, but anyways, we you you love a big gift, and what you love most about it is when you get over to that bad boy, and you look on there, and you see on the name tag that it says your sister's name. What happens then? You're ready to fight okay? I get it. It's okay. It's, it's Christmas morning. That's what you do as a family. You fight. No, you love looking under the tree and on that gift, your name. What I love about our equal opportunity God, who loves us all the same, okay? He makes sure that you understand that the gift is for you, that your name is on the tag. How cool is that? He has the same thing for all of you, his only begotten son, How cool is it that he thought of you at the beginning of time and put your name right on the gift? I love how the Bible talks about us being co-heirs with Christ, which means brothers and sisters, if you think about it, where we are together in this thing, he loves you so much. Brothers and sisters in Christ, your name is on the gift. He has a plan and purpose for your life. He loves you so much that he sent his only begotten son. The gift is for you. The name is on the tag. This gift, the second thing, is like none other. If you read on that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Let me just be real with you guys here. Some of you may be a little older. Some of you may be a little bit younger. You've been on the earth shorter or longer. Regardless, we're all moving toward this place called eternity. Okay, and if you read the end of life, see that there's two opportunities. <laughs> one is not so much of an opportunity as the other. Uh, when it comes to the end of life, that you go one or the other. And here's the cool thing about God: it's not His plan that any should perish, but that all should have everlasting life with Him. I know it may sound kind of weird and confusing. And you think about the devil guy, you think about the pitchfork guy with the pointy ears, right? You know, or that guy. No, no, no. Okay, and you think about God. You know, is up in heaven, and you hear all these angelic praises, and He looks like Charlton Heston kind of thing, and you're waiting for the Ten Commandments. Do you ever get these kind of... I do. Can we be real with this? I get these kind of visuals in mind. And when you think about heaven and hell, you can't even comprehend it. But the beauty of this is, heaven was created for God's people, The hell was not created for God's people, for you. It wasn't made for man, it was made for the devil, okay? And the, and the, the opportunity that you have is that everybody can accept this eternal life through Jesus and be in heaven forever with them. This is like a gift like none other. You know, ladies, when your husband walks in and he's got like that nice ring for you or something like that, or he finally got you that nice watch. Or guys, when she walks in and she buys you like a a season pass to the WVU game and you're just like, she knows me. She knows me. You know what I'm saying about that? That's a great gift. This is even better, even better than that. It's like none other. The third thing is this, you will receive when you believe, John three seventeen or eighteen. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned. Belief is such a hard thing to wrap our minds around. I believe more sometimes in a chair than I do other people. Okay, let alone God. Let's be real. It's hard. I've stood on a chair. I've been hit by a chair. Okay, Kara, the counseling's working though. Um, I have. I'm kidding. <laughs> That's my wife. Look at her. She's like, why did you say that? You know, it's hard to believe sometimes. Is it not? Because if we, if we remotely base God off of his representation, which is Christians, it's really hard to believe, to receive. But I want to challenge you. Open up your heart. Open up your mind to think and to believe differently because you never know what's on the other side of that. We do know salvation. But you have to be willing to believe because when you do you will receive. And I love this understanding that if you believe, you will not be condemned. Again, that belief in man so many times ends in condemnation, does it not? If you do somebody wrong, even remotely, they write you off. You're no one to them. You are, you are the scum of the earth. They never want to see you are condemned in their mind. This is the difference with God. When we believe in him, we are completely redeemed. And it doesn't matter what has happened in the past. That's the past and everything has become new. And I love that. Just by the beginning at belief. Beginning to believe. What we're going to do at this moment is we're going switch, to uh, switch gears a little bit for our last thought. We're going to talk uh, about light. And we're going to talk and move into our candlelight aspect of the service. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to challenge you at this moment. Uh, just given all of that we've already talked about, given that God has placed in your heart, if you have not received a candle already and you would like one, see Anthony right there, the guy in the plaid shirt, raise your hand he'll bring a candle over to you. I see that hand. God bless you. Okay. <laughs> just keep it up. He will serve you a candle no time flat. He's lightning on his feet and all of that. He's great. Okay. He'll help you with it. But I want to challenge you guys with this. Read the scripture with me. you see it on your screen. This is the verdict. Are you listening? This is finality. This is the end of a case. This is the verdict. This is what has been decided, okay? This is the verdict. Light has come into the world. Light. Who is the light? He is the light. Jesus is the light, okay? He has come into the world. But men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. This, I, again, I want to open the big gift on Christmas, I, me, it's natural for me to focus on myself more than focusing on God. You're like, well, that's not bad to want to No, But what I'm saying is it's natural for us to think about ourselves before we think about him, and even more so, think about others as well. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for the fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by faith, excuse me, by the truth that comes in, into the light, so that it may be seen plainly, what he has done has been done through God. When we begin to open ourselves up to this light, this light again is symbolic. When we open ourselves up to it, everything is exposed. Have you ever walked into a dark room and had even the tiniest of lights? You know what I'm talking about? It's fun because you never knew how much darkness really existed until you had even just that little bit of light. And you think about this, that when he came into your life, this was a light that sh- that would shine into all areas that would expose anything and everything. Why would it expose things? Because he loves you. John, the beloved, wanted to make sure that we knew that he came from the very beginning so that we could have light, that we can have God through Jesus in our lives. Think about that. Light. What we're going to do is they're going to play a-, a video, and Jordan's going to play um, really acoustic for just a moment. Um, At the end of that, what we're going to do is light our candles together and move into a candlelight time. And the challenge with this is is this. The crux of the matter is this. Will you allow his light, will you allow him into your life? Let me give you a disclaimer on, on the front end of it, okay? You will not be perfect, okay? Is that great? Does that make you feel any better? You will actually probably mess up 10 minutes from now, uh, you'll, you'll go home, you'll stub your toe, and all of a sudden some explicits may come out. We won't judge you. Okay, that happens. You should hear Kara. She's, we're, I'm kidding. <laughs> she didn't even hear that one. That was great. I um, got away with one, but Regan did, so she'll know. You will not be perfect. And the beauty of God is that he doesn't want perfect people. He wants people. Do you understand what I'm saying? He does not want perfect people. Because perfect people don't think they need him. You know what I'm saying by that? And perfect people know they do. And I don't know where you come from this evening, this morning, yesterday. It can be context. It can be situations. It can be life. But I know this. When you allow the light of Jesus into your life, it'll change the atmosphere. It will. He will. Remember we talked about that, oh, night divine, when the soul change happens. All I knew for myself growing up is that the brokenness of my family about broke me. Do you know what I'm saying by that? Mom and dad and all that happened, and that's just my story. That, That just about broke me. But in my brokenness, I realized that I needed light. And it wasn't weakness that I had. You see what I'm saying by that? It wasn't that there was something wrong with me. It was my understanding that my soul yearned for a savior. Saved from what? If anything, my corrupt thinking. Not corrupt thinking like I'm going to go murder somebody. No, corrupt thinking in this. Is it my fault that this happened? You see what I'm saying here? Is it my fault that mom and dad... or or? Why did I do that? Why did I, th- Even that, that renewed mind, I needed was with light. You know? Or, or let's just get just bare bones. Having a, a personal relationship with God through Jesus, because there's no way to God but through Him is what the Bible says. I believe it because it's changed my life, that relationship. I really do. The reason why the foundry, this church is here, is because light came into my life, purged out darkness, called us out of a, a, a hole... Baltimore, Maryland, to come start a church, to parachute into a community, which was stupid in other people's minds, but in God's, it was his plan so that we could create community with family like you. When you let the light in your life, he changes everything, everything. The night, at night, when you lay your head down and you just can't stop your mind from racing, it feels like you need light. You know what I'm saying? That's the time when you think about anything. It's light. You need light. What we're going to do is you'll see this short clip show, Just a couple minutes. And I I want you to inventory. You can even start it now, Rob. It's fine. I want you to to inventory and see if there's any darkness, which is natural to man, that's in you, where you need God to, to, to put his light in. Okay? Because in him there is no darkness. Light and dark can't dwell in the same place. As soon as light comes into the room, it's not dark anymore because there's light in the room. You see what I'm saying? Don't hide it. Don't don't cover it. Let it be fully exposed in your life. Let the light of Him be fully exposed. Take a moment. When this is done, we're going to start to light our candles. We'll stand together. We'll light our candles. As we do that, it'll be a symbolic act of allowing His light in our lives. Okay? I'll instruct you in just a moment. think about um, how much for me I need God to illuminate the areas of my life all the time. I have not arrived remotely at anything but still broken. And I I love that. I love that about me because it keeps you humble it keeps you human but I think I love that about uh, for all of us I should say because it, it levels the playing field between us and God. When we when we allow him to, to light our lives, maybe for the first time, you, you, you accept him as your, your Lord and Savior. Saved from what? If anything again from you. But also from this world and, and all that we're in and just renewed mind, rethinking, and but also eternity with ever for him, which is the most important. And sometimes you need that. That's the first step, you know, and how does that happen? God i I understand that I have sinned, which means I've done things or I've I've been born into this world that has just separated me from you. So I ask for forgiveness for anything I may have done, known or not known, and I repent, which means I'm going in this direction. That's turn around and go in that direction. I just turn away from it. And I I say, I'll walk with you. That's maybe first time. But maybe it's like, all right. And and it made me think of it when I relit this candle. A pre-lit candle lights up a lot easier, does it not? it's already been lit. It's already been lit. And if you ever, and Jordan knows more about this, he's survivalguide.com, but you, you want things that have been burnt before so they light again, right? It's so that it reignites. And, and for some of us, we may need to reignite our faith, our belief, okay? Maybe even the thought of, of not being a condemned people, but a redeemed people. Maybe you need that. So my challenge is twofold in that respect. First, hey, just say, look, I don't have it all figured out. I do need a personal relationship. Or, hey, I need to re-up my faith. Or in this time of reflection and thinking, you've seen some things where you need God to shed light into your life. Just let him in. Because, again, light and dark cannot dwell in the same place. And when he comes into your life, he'll illuminate the things that need to be gone. So if you could stand with me. I'm going to teach you a trick to lighten candles at a candlelight service. Okay? Lit candle stays straight. Unlit candle says, hello, light my world, okay? And bends in like that, all right? Just like that, all right? And and as we light your candles, we're going to sing together, and you're going to be challenged to allow this light into your life, okay? So again, lit candle... Straight up and down. Unlit says Hilaro. all right? Not Adele. Hello. Candle comes over and says, like my world, okay? So I'm going to begin igniting your candles. And at this moment, you believe that is a solidification, you know, that, that God has done something and you're going to say yes to it and allow Him in. Whether it's salvation, rededication, or letting Him just in a different way in your life, okay? You with me? And then we're going to sing. Awesome. And you can light your neighbors straight up and down there you go light your neighbors once you get it
1: Silent night, holy night, shepherds quail. Silent night oh. Sorry.
0: so much reason to celebrate this Christmas season. I love uh, this part, and I I got to witness it last service, watching how the light illuminates your face. I'm going to tell you, if you allow God into your life, your whole life will take on a whole new light. You won't be perfect. It won't be great right off the bat. Maybe not even great two weeks from that point, but there is no light and darkness, and as you continue to grow with him, he'll continue to illuminate your life and lead and guide you in every single way that you need it. If you've made a commitment tonight, make sure you let somebody know. A commitment to, to for a first-time relationship, or maybe again a reignition of your faith, or maybe where God's just Put some light in a place that was pretty dark and you felt something different. Make sure you tell somebody about it. And if you need anything to, to talk about or pray about, that's what prayer is it's talking. Let me know. I'll be right here. Okay? And we have folks that love and care about you, this church. So j- just know that your life is forever changed because of the light of Him who has come into your life. Let Him continue to change it. Okay? Let him continue to change it, all right? Thank you guys so much for coming and being a part of of our church, of our community. Some have traveled in for family and stuff like that, uh, which is great. Uh, Come again next year if you come to visit. Uh, If you don't have a church home, uh, let's hang out. That's what we do, do family. So uh, if you have any questions, anything you need from us as the Foundry, let us know.